Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to the podcast. If you don't know, now you know. I'm your host, Mr. Hacker. Please enjoy the show. ceremony in here. It's a ceremony. We're going to get some LSD too. You pull out the mushrooms. If they don't know what the mushrooms are, you're just like, put your tongue out. (laughs) Take it. You're here now. Okay, done. (laughs) Sorry, this is like fucking smoking up the house. Well, let's let's get the show on the road, eh? Let's do it. Yo. Hello out there, this is If You Don't Know, Now You Know. My name's Mr. Hecker. Thank you for joining us here today. And uh, our guest we have on the show today, Tamara. How are you? Hello, I am well, thank you, Luke. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, no, thank you very much for having, uh, for coming here, actually, and being on the show. Sorry about this, this <laughs> stuff here. Love some Palo. Get some Palo yeah. in us. First of all, let's kick it off. Uh, I like to give the plugs at the start of the podcast. Give us your handle. Where can we find you? Where's your Instagram? Where's Insta. all the platforms at? Insta's probably the main one. Insta and Facebook. Send us a friend request, Tamara Northam, or at Instagram, at Tamara Northam. Nothing fancy about it. What if they want to slip into the DMs? Like, what's the best one to get you on? Mm, probably Instagram. Insta? Yeah. Okay. On TikTok and Twitter and a few things, but Insta's the place to be. Okay, that's <laughs> where you get into the DMs. Okay. <laughs> Slide Note on taken. In. Note taken. Okay. <laughs> Let's go, just before we get into the deep stuff, mm. just tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what brought mm. you here today? How 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 are you today? <laughs> well, my car brought me here today, just, yeah, okay. to, just for clarification. A um, <laughs> little bit about me. So, I am 26 years young. I am a solo mama of a two-and-a-half-year-old boy. I am a business coach. That's my... My quote unquote label. That's what you're going under. But what I really do is I activate women and mothers into seeing the potential for their life that they can create and not settling for something less than what they want to create in their life so that they can live a life of freedom with their kids, with their families around that rather than have to be a a victim to societal norms and have to go back to the corporate job and have to go back to, you know, having the kids in daycare five days a week and only being able to put them to bed and being a parent on the weekends. Like that is where my real passion lies is empowering women to, to break free from that. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm lots of things. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) We're going to get into those things. And I, um, I just want to say a big thank you as well, because, uh, You've had me on your podcast as well. Mm, um, yep. I'm pretty sure it was the very second one. I think I, the very second podcast I ever did, you had me on. So, yeah, yeah, I think um, you said that, yeah. Yeah, appreciate that as well, and I acknowledge you that um, because that was a really, uh, yeah, it was really good for me to come on there and tell my story as yeah. well. And you put me under the pump on some questions <laughs> too. So I'm like, well, how do I get you back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've done full circle here. I'm yeah. like, fuck, what's he going to throw at me? <laughs> no, no, I won't, I won't be like that today. But uh, uh, That's okay. All vulnerable here anyway. So. Yeah. I'm thinking, holy shit, people are thinking, going to be thinking we're Dutch in this place. <laughs> it's quite smoky in here, eh? I'm just like looking at it, I'm like, lucky this oh, is geez. this room is inside another room because if this was outside, people think we're in here smoking it up. <laughs> but we're not gonna, we're not that lucky today, so <laughs> we're going to have to just uh, use our imagination today and uh, dive into the questions. Mm, delicious. Let's go with it. Let's roll with it. How? How? Oh, okay. <laughs> How are you feeling today? How am I? Or how have today? you been today? Because I, I feel this. Can I? Can I have like a yeah. guess and use my yep. intuition here? Go for it. You've been feeling very off, and like I don't know what happened, but I felt like um, today was a really big shift for something. Um, I'm not too sure what it was, mm-hmm. but it either it was kind of like that make or break moment where it happened, and you were like, okay, 
done. That's it. Yeah. That's it. It's time to move on. And I feel like that was like a, um, yeah, I mm. don't know, speaking to it. Um, I could be wrong too, but. Uh, thank you for your, uh, your reflection on that. And yeah, you are, you're a little bit off, but <laughs> mm. so nothing has happened. And this is what I was sharing on my social media. Like I'm very open with everything that I share. I'm very vulnerable with everything. Like I'm going to not my, my social media. If you follow me, it's not just a highlight reel. I share the challenging times as well as the good times because that's life. It's, you know, if I'm painting a false picture of myself, then what am I empowering other people to aspire to? That's not what I want to show people and show the women that I serve that that's what they should be inspiring to, to have this perfect life when nothing ever shakes you. You know, we, we have this human experience and that comes with challenges. It comes with learning and growth and that sometimes looks messy and it sometimes looks painful. And um, the last couple of days, particularly probably over the last week, it's been building up. Um, I've just had a few shifts happen in my life. And um, like I said before, like nothing on the surface has really happened. Like nothing has happened, but I've just gained a little bit more awareness. Like I'm a, I like, you know, we're all spiritual beings. We all have a spirit. And I like to think that I'm quite, well, I am quite in touch with my spirit and I can sense when there's something lingering there that wants my focus and wants my attention. So I've just been spending um, a little bit more time and energy on that focus over the last few days. And I've been peeling back a few layers of um, some patterns that I've been running pretty much my whole life. And um, yeah, I had a really amazing breakthrough this morning. But in order to get to that breakthrough, I had to have the breakdown first. So Yay. yeah, I love it. <laughs> so yeah, today has been a really interesting day. You know, like heck, you messaged me this morning, like, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, I'm feeling really tender today. Can yeah. we just can I just give you a cuddle and we talk about it? Yeah. But yeah, literally like probably spent until one o'clock this afternoon in bed, just having a cry, cuddling my dog, having a nap. Waking up, you know, having some intimate moments with my puppy dog and then having to cry again and moving through that. It was so powerful. And I think like so many people are taught to fear their emotions and to fear when uncomfortable or sticky things come up. And like I speak from experience in this as well, because it's what I've been conditioned to do is just shove it down, distract myself, numb myself. And I've really just given it time and space over the last couple of days to to come to the surface and it's come to the surface and now it's fucked off. So it's, we good. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's the, that's the process and that's how it looks. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you can't have, it's very naive to think that you can have, you can experience all the joy and all the fun and all the love in life. If you're not willing to like w life is, full of duality if we're not willing to look at the darkness if we're not willing to lean into the painful conversations and the uncomfortable feelings and and shift uncomfortable emotions it's like you how you do anything is how you do everything if you're numbing yourself or avoiding those uh lower vibrational emotions because you just don't want to feel it or don't want to deal with it it's going to mean that you're you're physically unable to truly feel those higher vibrational emotions because you can't you can't have one without the other you mm. need to have the dark and the light the 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 good and the bad the uh, yeah you know I mean, what you're when you're just coming up there there's two things i want to touch on mm -hmm. hey you're talking about like the highlight reel and everything mm. um 
the funny, I just what popped up was when I remember you posted that photo and like you're pulling a face on Instagram or something. You remember? <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. Like, see, I yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's like one of my <laughs> favorite things. Um, and then the second thing was uh, the like the highlight reels as well. And like having everyone's like, yeah, I had a breakthrough. I'm like, yeah, cool. I don't care. I'm like, tell me about the breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right. Like, it's like I want to see bit. the depth. Like I don't just want to know what shiny thing you've got at the end of it. Like. I want to hear what you had to go through. I want to hear the struggle. I want to hear how much you had to like bear your heart and be vulnerable and trust that something good was going to come on the other side. That's where the juice is. That's what I want to hear about because that's mm. where you see people's heart and that's where people's um, – That's where those yeah, true like stories the, are from as yeah, well. Like yeah. You want to look at someone's like – like I always like – this is when I want to look at your blooper reel. I don't want to look at your yeah. highlight reel. I'm yeah. like, cool, everyone's got one of them. It's, all, it's usually everywhere. Yeah. I can look that shit up on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. Where's your blooper reel, man? I'm like, pull that shit out. Yeah. Give me a look at that. I want to yeah. have a – let me see what's behind mm. cu- closed curtains because that's what interests me and that's what – that's where the news is. That's where the lessons are. That's mm-hmm. where all the, like, the stories that are worth telling are right mm. there. And the medicine I find. Like I find so much medicine in – sharing my journey as well like I had a few people reach out I did a post on Instagram this morning if you're if you're a nosy parker go have a squiz at it um it's what's the date today 12th check out my post from today anyway um but I had a few people reach out to me and be like oh you're okay what happened blah blah like trying to you know go into that wounded yeah like oh let me fix it how can I like how can I make it better for you and I'm like no like this is this is a process this is part of being human like I'm just sharing this as a permission piece for other people to see that like it's okay I don't want you to put me on a fucking pedestal because I'm a human just like you Mm. I have challenges I have you know some days I'm not coming from love and I say some shitty things or I do shitty things or um you know and then other days I'm like you'd think that I'm the most enlightened person ever and that like that's the human experience like that's have, the bean yeah welcome to the club yeah and I love that as well and I would really love to normalize the fact that you can be that way like you can things can be a bit fucked up some days yeah amen and everyone doesn't like, define you whoa whoa you okay I'm like yeah like oh you're having a hard time it's like nah, I'm just Having a day. Just going for it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on and just watch. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're just going to ride this one out, feel it, and then we're going to free it and we're going to fuck it yeah, off. Yeah, that's it. Like I – I um, there's this quote that I love and I say it all the time to my clients and people close to me. It's like, face it, feel it, free, free it. it. That's the I process. Like you yeah. can't – outside of that, there's nothing outside of that. Like if you want to if you want to free it, if you want to face it, you've got to feel it first. Yeah. I was always just trying to face it and free it. (laughs) A lot of guys are in those two things. Like, yeah, "Yeah, okay, I did the wrong thing. Let's go, move on. Yeah, well, that's part of the wounded masculine as well. And this part of the breakthrough that I had this morning that like a lot of my pain that I was suppressing was around not trusting my inner masculine because my inner masculine was, was playing out from this wounded place of like, oh, when something goes wrong, I'm going to try and control the situation or I'm going to take action. Like people Mm. have always said to me my whole life, so it's reaffirmed this belief for me. They've always said to me like, oh, you know, you're a go-getter and like as soon as you decide on something, you make it happen. And like, well, yes, that's true. And while I love that part of me, it also can be very destructive because it comes from that wounded place of like, needing to control the situation and that that's a wounded masculine trait so that was one of the breakthroughs that I had this morning that like we don't have to control everything you can just let go yeah let go and just trust and it's easier said than done but it 
if we you know can acknowledge where we're acting from then we can make a change but if we're not even if we're not even knowing what the hell is going on i think i picked that up from smoking weed hey but you know then i'm on the other opposite side because i you know i love control as well to a certain extent mm-hmm. and i'm like nah fuck it yeah it was, it's really interesting actually that you say that because when i was younger so when i was in my teens i always like i didn't I wasn't a party animal much when I was a teenager. I was like real good in school and was like school captain and blah, blah, all the things. But the few times that I did like experiment with drugs and alcohol and I had like, I'd smoke weed, I would green out as they say and I wouldn't be able to handle it and I'd just be You're like. You're that person, are you? I was, oh, I was. come on. You're I that was. rookie that comes to the party <laughs> and greens out. Yeah, that's like, ah, I'm tripping out. I used to get stoned <laughs> and laugh. Yeah, that was me when I was like 17. Um, but now as an adult, like if I have a plant medicine journey or something like that, it's just this, it's interesting because one of my biggest lessons in my life is releasing the control. But when I have a journey with plant medicine, that's when I feel like so open to that. Like I just surrender straight into it. So I have these, like I've only ever had really beautiful experiences um in my adult life so yeah interesting yeah it's yeah. an interesting topic as well what was um oh no <coughs> like what was childhood like for you where where'd you mm, grow up so i grew up with my two sisters and my mum. my dad wasn't in the picture until i was about nine years old um we i i have the memories that i do have are really beautiful however i've realized over the last couple of years how little memories I actually have of my early childhood like I can't really remember much of when I was 12 and younger and I think a lot of that is due to um, you know things were pretty tough in my family Um, single mum with three young girls it was you know money was tight she had to work a lot Um, the reason I didn't have my dad in my life is because when I was a, a really young child he was a drug addict so we had to flee so we were in like women's homes and and um, under protective services and that sort of thing. So there was a lot of memories that I've suppressed from my childhood. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, like uh, I have a really strong bond with my sisters. We've always been really close and we are still really close. Um, but there is a lot of healing still to be done there because of our upbringing. There was, you know, our mum was present physically, but emotionally she wasn't really present. She was doing the best that she could with what she knew, mm. but we didn't have our father in the picture and our mum was there to cook us meals and to bathe us and, you know, feed us and um, dress us and stuff like that. But in terms of our emotional security, there wasn't much there. So yeah. um, all three of us have grown up not really understanding what that emotional security should feel like and seeking it in other areas. Um yeah, I I learned at a young age that the way that I could get that security and that certainty and get that significant, feel that sense of significance from other people was to be really good at things. So I was the high achiever in school. I was school captain. I was sports captain. I was always, you know, on the debating team, always getting academic awards. And, um, and that was how I learned. That was a pattern that I learned when I was younger that I could um, – stand out and feel special and and get that extra bit of love and it manifested slightly different for both my sisters but it can it has come up 
in all three of us in that way. Like we've all developed our own little thing that has been our way of getting that significance and whether it's been relationships, whether it's been being, um, you know, flirtatious with boys, whether it's been um, acting out or being really like the bad girl. Yeah, it's manifested quite differently in all three of us, but the core wound there has been really present with all three of us. So actually that's something that came up so for anyone that's listening, like talking about plant medicine, if you're like, well, I urge you to just don't knock it if you haven't tried it yeah, <laughs> for yeah. starters. Beautiful experience. Yeah, it is, a, it is a beautiful experience. And I've I've only had a couple of experiences with it in my life, but the experiences that I have had have been absolutely magical. And the first one that I ever had, my granddad was present. My, br- my granddad came and he was with me and I was crying I was because I wanted to be with my sisters. Mm. So I was really upset while I was in this journey because all I wanted – my sisters both live up in Cairns for context for anyone. I'm on the Gold Coast, so I don't get to see them very much. And they both have children. My older sister has a son who's one and my younger sister has a five-year-old and a um, five-month-old. And I don't get to see them very much. So a lot of sadness came up for me on this particular day medicine journey and my great granddad who was the only man in my family on my mum's side and when he passed away about 15 years ago the female um he was the patriarch of the family and when he passed away all the females in my mum's side of the family sort of just broke away from each other like all the feminine wounds came to the surface and there was no like masculine energy to balance it all out so with they've just you know I don't see my grandma nearly as much as I used to um even like growing up in my in my teens now I'm an adult so I can make the decision to go see her but we're not as close as we were when he was still alive and so he came to me in this journey and he said you need to heal your sister wounds and you need to connect with your sisters because this female like these feminine wounds are only going to continue to get passed down to your future daughter to your nieces um and it's going to keep perpetuating it's your responsibility tomorrow to break this cycle and i was like fuck that's a big responsibility yeah cheers for that one (laughs) yeah um and since then i have made it a really strong intention to heal the relationships with my sisters and and heal with myself and be the leader to show them how they can heal as well. Um, I'm taking it you're the oldest? No, I'm the middle. Oh, in the middle? I'm the middle, yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. the middle one too. Mm, there I'm you a go. middle child as well. Yeah. Like, is there anything you want to touch on, any particular topics that you'd like to touch on and things like how to heal that relationship or what, what that looks like for you? Have you ever visioned and, and mm. thought what that actually looks like, say, want to build that relationship with your sisters um you know whether it's a year down the track two years down the track Mm -hmm. what that actually looks like what does that look like for you well for me because of my conditioning because of what I had learned was my way to stand out was to like be the best at everything was to Mm. be the smart one be the athletic one be the the one that gets picked for school captain and all the awards and stuff like that so a big part of my Uh, the piece that I had to really integrate before I could even start working on my relationship with my sisters was to let go of that for myself and be okay with the imperfection um, because I couldn't possibly help them heal and help us heal as a collective if I was still running from a wounded place. So um, that was a big piece. And that's why I've been sharing a lot more of my... 
um, the depth of my journey um, on social media in particular to show people and to my sisters because we don't, you know, if I was to directly call them and be like, hey, this is what's going on for me, they'd probably be like, what the fuck? Yeah. But I know that they see my stuff online. So it's like a an indirect a soft, way. A soft release. Yeah, like of showing them like, hey, like – This is what's going on for me. If you're feeling something similar, it's okay to come to me with it and that sort of thing. And really just connecting with them and something like this year particularly, I've been doing a lot of work around um, because when I say healing sisterhood, it's yes, it has it's strong within me and my actual blood sisters, but also with the female connections that I had in my life, like I've had friends my whole life but the depth of the relationships that I've had with females has been very surface level my whole life because because of my wounding that I had when I was a child I always saw other females as competition as someone that could um like if I shone a light on them or if I celebrated them or if I lifted them up then it would affect how much love and attention that I would get and um, this is all subconscious, of course, but um, yeah, I just noticed how that was playing out with all my female friendships. I was really keeping them at an arm's length and I'd like be there for them and like offer them support. But then in the times that it really counted, I wouldn't be there or I'd be emotionally absent or I would be there for them, but I wouldn't allow them to be there for me. So I was playing the whole Lone Ranger as well. So I'd never reach out when I was experiencing something. I'd just be like, I'll deal with it myself. And that lack of vulnerability meant that there was no, like, how you do anything is how you do everything. So if if I'm not being vulnerable with them, but I'm trying to get them to be vulnerable with me, that's fucking backwards. Yeah, you're asking (laughs) for two different things at the same time. You're showing something, but then you're asking for that. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And that's confusing as well. Yeah. What, um, like, is there any traits or anything that you want to speak into about, like, what's going on there with the relationship? Is there anything else? Um, like, like specifically yeah. with, with my sisters or yeah, with? Yeah, with sisters, because they might be listening to this, um, you know? Love you guys. If it you might listening. be a little soft entry to, <laughs> you know, uh, reach out and have that conversation because yeah. that, haven't, and even with me, this is definitely something I can work on with my family as well, and I, I've been making the conscious decision to slowly um I think they're a lot more open to it now. Um yeah. me doing the work that I do, it's like at first it's probably a little bit like off and my brother's younger as well. Um and like I'm like look, I'm not gonna push him into anything. I feel yeah. like I was like when I was his age, he's a couple of years younger. Actually, yeah, kinda when I was his age I was um you know, it was very different. Mm. Um, so I'm like look yeah, I don't, like in for me, in a little bit of me, I'm like, I didn't want to ever ruin his youth. Yeah, in a way, like because <laughs> like, like, for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, even like going through the system and doing his thing, I was like, ah oh, man, just go out there. And I'm like, go out there and just fuck some things up. Like <laughs> I feel like there's some times when he's kind of looking for some advice. Yeah, and I've been like in my head, I'm like, just fuck it up. I'm all good. Like yeah, you know, I was and I'm like, he'll, I know when he'll be ready. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll go these chats that's when I'm ready. it. Like. People are only going to meet you at that place when they're ready. And I think for a long time, and I was only doing the best with what I knew as well, but I would try and like coach my sisters and my family or um, try to quote unquote support them, but it would come across as patronizing or judging. Raising yourself up here and then yeah. like, trying to like shoot down yeah. some advice to them. That's a, that's a really yeah. thing they may not understand. So it's like you got to come from a different place. Like you got to try, mm. you got to take it from a very different angle. Otherwise, you can be very easy categorized as like, okay, we don't listen to Yeah. Like I'd had feedback from them being like, oh, you think you're better than us and you're trying to, you know. Um, Did you yeah, fight? 
Did you spider sisters? Oh, yeah. Like was it like hair pull or was it getting <laughs> crazy and shit? Oh, look. Look, it got a bit wild sometimes. My boyfriend when I was in grade 12, Joey, if you're ever listening to this, he um, used what did to- What he, he do? He lived with us. Okay. Um, he well, pr- pretty much lived with us when we were, when I was in grade 12. And he would he can contest to this. Like, it would break out in World War Three in our household if, like, one of us stole another one's hairbrush. <laughs> oh, like, no. What the <laughs> you stole my clothes, you bitch! Like it was pretty wild, but um, again, it's like we we had an absence of that masculine energy in our house, so we were constantly just like fighting for the same thing, and it would come up in different ways for all of us. But definitely, definitely, like to in a roundabout way to answer your original question, the biggest thing that I've learned that's going to help me, and hopefully anyone that's listening can can use this as well. If you resonate with anything that I'm talking about, is that like no one's gonna no one's gonna change until they're ready and you can't like you can't project onto someone else how you think they should change because what's real for them is always going to come to the surface if you create the environment that allows them to feel safe in coming to that place Mm. so um, I lead by example now I don't push any of my beliefs or my philosophies onto my family when I have conversations with them and I'm just constantly just like you know, sometimes it might be a little bit over the top, but it's okay because I know that, that the day will come where they actually need it. But I'm always like, how are you? Like, talk to me. What's going on? And they're like, I'm fine. Fuck off. Yeah. But I know that one day they're going to be like, actually, I'm, I'm really struggling and they're going to open up to me. So, mm. so like creating that space so that they know that they can come to you and that you're not going to just judge them or try to give them advice or try to fix it or try to coach them through it. Yeah, I'm just like. I always say all in good time. Yeah. All in good time. Yeah. Timing like is never off. Like, yeah. Never off. Oh, no, I need to do this and he needs that. And I'm like, nah, he doesn't. Nah, he doesn't. He ain't going to listen anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you wasted my time and his time <laughs> and your time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he'll come when he's ready. Yeah, for and sure. And they're like, no, no, no. No, no, he needs you mm. to go help him or he needs this. I'm like. Yeah. It's interesting that because yeah. like when we try to project onto someone else that they need something, it's like, what are we not willing to look at in ourselves? Because yeah. like. If you truly are coming from a place of love, you know that people are going to come to things when they're ready, when they're good and ready. But if you feel like you have this need of like, oh, you know, my boyfriend, he does this and he really needs to change, but nothing will get him to change. How can I get him to change? Honey, you can't because what you're trying to do is actually fulfill a need that you have that's Mm. not going, that's going unmet. And by having him change, quote unquote change, you're you're not actually fixing him. What you're doing is you're trying to fix yourself. So how about you try to fix yourself first yeah. and then see what transpires from that. Relationships is one of those things of, you know, I'm definitely not a strong point for me and I've been <laughs> learning a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. I know we touched on relationships when I interviewed you. That was yeah. a fun time. And it's just <laughs> one of those things that I'm like consistently learning and I always question and ask people about because I'm like, oh, I'm eager to learn. This, yeah. is, this is where I get to learn and then everyone has a different perspective about it. Uh, relationships for you What are they like What do they What do they look like um, Whether they're Are we going down a cellar Yeah <laughs> no, we, we can go down We there. can we Can <laughs> we like, <laughs> Okay yeah, we oh, we that's, that, that means we're going down The right alleyway then <laughs> Don't we okay. Yeah Yeah Cheryl get, Cheryl Do we Do we get oh, Burn this bad <laughs> yeah, this, yeah the Palo Santo out yeah. Let's go <laughs> So I um, So my son's two and a half And I separated with his father When he was four months old So that definitely took me by surprise um, And I held on to the relationship 
in the form of our businesses that we had together. I was not willing to walk away for a long time because I was still holding on to this um, fantasy of what my life was meant to be and, and not not being willing to accept that, okay, this is actually your reality and that's okay. It's not going to be the picture that you thought you had in your head. Like I was like, we're going to open these businesses, have a baby, get married, live the rest of our lives happy as Larry. And then boom, four months later, it was like. Fairy tale. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I kn- know when I met, first met, I didn't know you had a daughter either. Son. Oh, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a daughter. <laughs> oh, yeah, son. I was like, yeah, I never knew that you had a baby. Oh, I was like, I'm like, how did I not know this? Mm. And um, yeah, it was very interesting for me because then then I obviously learned your backstory. I'm mm. like, oh shit, and that must have been very recent around that time because I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, probably yeah, not long after we met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I moved to the Gold Coast. I knew that in order for me to heal from that relationship um, and to move forward in my life, I needed to completely change my life. So mm. it was the single most courageous thing I've ever done in my life. And I think back now and I'm like, fucking props to you, girl. Um, but I walked away from everything I knew. All the people, I lived on the Sunshine Coast my entire life. So a place that I grew up in, um, the people that I grew up with, my businesses, um, my clients, all my friends, Absolutely everything that I knew. I walked away from. I packed a couple of bags of clothes and I came and stayed with a friend at the Gold Coast and shut the door on on that life. Done. And um, yeah, that like that brought up um, a lot of grief for me. So I spent probably a good six months of 2019. So I moved in probably March and then I spent probably the next six months grieving the life that I had created for myself and everything that I had, like my whole identity was attached to everything that I had on the Sunshine just Coast. Just like this wounded woman just... Yeah, just uh, like I, I, I felt like that. an empty shell because I was like everything that I thought I knew about me has just been, is just gone. I've that just whole identity, the, mm. the community, the yep. people, yep. years and years and years. Yeah, just like literally... In the, in the click of a finger, just gone, and it um it was a uh, it was a beautiful opportunity for me to wipe the slate clean and start from scratch, and that's why I have been able to get where I am because I started from that clean slate, but I had to go through a grieving process first, and I denied mm. the grieving process from when me and my um son's father. I just want to clarify as well: we have a beautiful relationship now, but when we first separated there was a lot of pain we didn't know how to process ourselves we we weren't communicating effectively so shit got real pretty quick i don't think anyone has a good one of those yeah that split for that like that whether it's like two months six months or a year i don't feel like that's a any of that times a a, a good time yeah like, there's a lot of uncomfortable we projected a lot of stuff onto each other as well. So it just perpetuated it. Like it could have been a lot shorter than it was had we have just owned our own shit. But we were just like, I was blaming him. He was blaming me. We were blaming the businesses. And it was just like this round robin of, yeah. of shit. Take extreme ownership and just yeah. write down. Yeah, we were, not, we were not taking extreme ownership. Oh, we were shit. spiritual bypassing the fuck out of that one. Oh, just yeah, like let's <laughs> go. Let's go. <laughs> That's all right, though. Yeah. Hey, Looking back at that time and that situation, that 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 was like two years ago. Two years, two ago, years ago. Yeah. Um, biggest lesson out of that, and on the back of that, if someone else is in a situation like that right now, what was what's some advice? Mm, I was listening to this beautiful song this morning by Trevor Hall, and it's called "Don't Rush Your Healing," and it was one of my songs that I was playing when I was having a good little cry in my bed, and that "Don't Rush Your Healing." Like, if you're going through a big transition in your life. 
allow yourself some time and space like if it's going to take a couple months it's going to take a couple months if it's going to take a couple weeks it's going to take a couple weeks like be okay with doing your process however you need to do it as long as you keep leaning into it and you're not shying away from it like my my process dragged out to about 18 months when it could have been a couple of months because when I finally did make the decision to walk away it was six months and then literally literally I woke up one day and like if you go back through my social media if you go back through my Facebook you could probably fucking pinpoint the day that I woke up and was just like I'm I'm a new woman. I'm done with this. Well, uh, moving on. And literally since then, it's just been like boom, 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 boom. Like life's just been giving me new opportunities, new, just so much abundance been coming my way. But I had to go through that breakdown and go through that grieving process in order to get to that state of acceptance. Because if I didn't reach that state of acceptance, then I would just be numbing everything that else that I was trying to feel, the anger, the sadness, the denial, the um, like trying to negotiate mm. um, with the universe. and Good old life, hey? Yeah. It delivers. Does deliver. Especially sometimes when you're open to deliver. receiving. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't – and this is something that I – I'm going to say preach, but I don't preach it, but it's something that I speak into a lot is to have high intention with your life but low attachment to how it looks. So if you've got a, so what that means is like if if you want something to change in your life, have the highest and utmost intention for the result, but be willing to see it come to you in however it wants to look. In many like, different ways. Yeah, it could come in so many different ways. Like say for example, when I was in my relationship, I was actually really unhappy. So it was it was a, all like. It's done a full circle. I was I was unhappy in my relationship. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I knew he wasn't my soulmate, but I was like, oh, we've created this picture for our lives and let's do that. But there was always this desire in the back of my mind of like, I really want something more in life. I want something deeper. I want a deeper connection. Mm. I want um, I want to find my soulmate. And I knew that it wasn't him. So with what happened in our relationship, um, you know, even though it was so painful at the time and I was like, why is this happening to me? What did I do wrong? How is like, uh, yeah, like so many things came up. In hindsight, I look back and I'm like, it was actually the universe delivering you exactly what you asked for because you weren't going to be willing to let go of it in any other way. Like it needed to be taken from you because you weren't willing to let go of that, but you wanted something more. So, yeah. Yeah, and... You would have learned so many lessons on the back of that. Parking. Well, every I, day. I, like, every day. I, like a couple of years ago, if I look at my past relationships well, I was mm-hmm. like, it's got a lot of regret. I was like, fucking shit. Like, mm-hmm. now I'm like, I'm so happy. They all happened. So happy. Yeah. Because yeah. where I am now, I'm a very good place. And I know um, I'm open and, and welcoming exactly what I want. Yeah. And exactly. And I yeah. know exactly what I want. Yeah. And I've never been in that position before. Yeah, yeah. I've never been so clear on it. And I'm like... That's really beautiful. I can really resonate with that as I'm well. I'm like, shit, man. I'm yeah. like, it's kind of... It's it's very... Uh, it's a, It was a very weird spot for me to be for a little while and I didn't know how to be here. Yeah. I got some advice from people. I'm like... And they're like, no, no, you're in this... Where you are now is... You actually know what you want. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, I do. Yeah, I was boy. like, but like legit <laughs> here, know what I want. And I'm like, yes. oh, I was like, oh, no. Mm. I was like... Yeah, I can relate to that. I think like I stayed single for a while because I knew that there was a lot of healing. I wasn't going to be able to 
be my best self in a relationship and heal from those things if I just jump straight into a relationship. So I stayed single until um, earlier this year, to probably February. Um, then I dated a man for about three months. And that's the first relationship experience that I've had since I split with my son's father. And it was beautiful. It was I'm really grateful for that experience. It really like initiated me into a safe love because I think I was very guarded and I was very fearful of a relationship because my experience had taught me that, you know, you you be vulnerable with someone and you can fall in love with someone, but they could really fuck you up. And so that experience like allowed me to soften back into my feminine mm. and um yeah, really experience a, a safe love and that, you know, people are in your life for a reason or a season or a lifetime and there was definitely a um an expiration date on that one and yeah I I hear what you're saying I feel like you know being single I I deeply desire to share my life with someone there's no doubt about that but that don't mistake that for wanting to find a partner like searching and hunting for a partner because I know that you know I know my future husband is gonna come to me when the time is right and the energy is right and I'm not gonna have to force it it's just gonna happen um that is different to being like i'm lonely i want to find someone yeah that's a that's a trait where a lot of men get stuck mm. in as well. men and women everyone everyone yeah. you know because it's comfortable and i um i recently w- had an entanglement with a beautiful man and we'll see where that goes um yeah. but it what it has showed me is how easily it is and this is probably why I've, I've, some of this stuff has surfaced over the last week for myself but it showed me and reminded me how easily it is that like as soon as you have someone there how you can just treat them as like your safety blanket and then all of a sudden you don't have to look at your shit and you can like just distract yourself and be like oh I don't need to acknowledge that I've got like I'm feeling really nervous or anxious at the moment because we can just like watch a movie and cuddle like whereas if he wasn't there I would have no choice to face that so just acknowledging that like that person doesn't change that I still you've got the things to work on as well yeah, they don't, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not like a filter where you get to just like block everything off and yeah exactly it. it's like yeah. your attention um can mm. go and that's what i see a lot of uh that today as where it's just like a it's a temporary blanket mm. <laughs> over everything. Yeah. Like, yeah you know but people just do the best with what they know at the time and like i guess anyone listening like if you take anything from this just know that you don't like you don't need that safety blanket let your masculine hold your feminine let your feminine soothe your masculine and um this is one thing that's landed for me as of late as well as that like I was feeling unsafe because my masculine wasn't holding my feminine Mm. because my masculine was coming from that wounded place of needing to control everything of needing to do the things of keeping busy of numbing of distracting and so when I can heal that masculine part of me I don't I don't need someone else I desire to have someone else but I don't need someone else to come and hold me when I'm feeling vulnerable or to soothe me when I'm feeling um sensitive or to you know any of those things that you that you would treat a partner like hope a partner would do for you I get to like my masculine gets to do that for my feminine you know yeah and on the back of that that's uh I guess a trend I see a lot with um you know men and women as well like they're maybe in a space or time in their life where the things aren't so great and they're dealing with a lot of shit and it's all coming up and then they obviously they find a partner and they're in this relationship and like the next month they're like whoa i'm all happy yeah. I'm like bro you know that just that <laughs> shit don't go away man yeah. i'm like this is just a distraction i'm yeah. like yeah 
And I'm like, oh, I'm like, do I tell him? Like, yeah, can't tell people. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm like, okay, man. But it's like, it's just funny how you can see things like that, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. And I did that many times. I did that. I mm-hmm. went from one partner to the next partner. Yeah, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. and that was uh, that was just a vicious cycle or trend that I was in. Yeah. Um, that obviously led me to a point where it all had to come crashing down yeah. sooner or later. Yeah. And that's what happens. Mm-hmm. I want to go into uh. I guess the business side of things and and lifestyle, being a mother, mm, yeah. How, how's that? How's oh, that balance? Fucking awesome. Balance to the. Is that a list. fucking awesome? Like fuck. It awesome is or fucking like? awesome. I detest the word balance, though. I don't think balance exists. I think balance is a is a, um, a concept that we're sold that we should try and always aspire to, but something that we never actually achieve. Balance is bullshit. I think you know work out what your values are in your life and live according to your values. And then, you know, because guilt and shame happen when you're living outside of your values. And so balance is just living your life in line with your values. If something, so what I mean by that, if that sounds cryptic to anyone. Yeah, can you can you break that down for some people? Yeah, sure. So I followed um, Dr. John Martini quite closely, if anyone knows who he is. Um he is amazing and he has this concept called the um, values assessment. He actually has a free test on his website. So jump on his website. I think it's dmartini.com or John, drjohndmartini.com. If you Google it, it will come up and just say values test. And what that does, like I remember it was probably November last year that I was listening to this podcast and it was about values test. It, was, it wasn't Martini. It was someone else talking about the test. And I was like, whoa, this is actually like blowing my mind right now. And since then, I have not lived life the same because what it gave me permission to do was to stop feeling like I have to do things and shooting and like bringing into my life societal norms because that's what I felt like I had to do. So for example, it shifted now hugely, but my um, son wasn't one of my highest values. And like I say that with zero guilt and shame because I know that that's my truth and I know that's real for me. And it doesn't mean that I love my son any less, but it just means that the value that I bring to the world I acknowledged was not around the kind of parent that I was. Like I felt most alive when I was learning things, when I was creating things, when I was, you know, going, when I was active, when I was at the gym, these were all like having human connection, my business, these were all the things that really lit me up and made me go, fuck yeah, I love my life. That's since shifted. Now my son is definitely higher up in my values. I was going to ask that because I was like... Do you think that was an age thing? And do you feel like as age goes on, those mm. values obviously yeah, change? Yeah, definitely. They always shift and they always change. So don't like think that you've got the same values forever. It's all constantly shifting and changing depending on what your life looks like. And now that my son, like my son is my highest value. He, you know, that is where I can bring the most value to the world. And I know that because you think of, so I'll give you guys a little bit of an um, overview of what the values test does and the purpose of it it's not values in a sense of like I value integrity and I value honesty like that's not what it's about values is if you think of the word value value means like um, worth or like if we were to put it in a dollar figure let's just say your value was um, was was money how can you like where do you make the most money 
do you make the most money? And I'm not actually talking about money here. So please just keep an open mind here. This is just to give you like a tangible um, example of what value equates to. But where would you make the most amount of money in your life? Would you make the most amount of money by keeping your house nice and clean and like interior decorating it? Or would you keep, or would you make the most amount of money from doing podcasts and having epic conversations with people? Probably the latter, probably the second. Mm. So therefore like your podcasting is a higher value for you because it allows you to be of more value. Whereas previously me being a mother, I was being of value to my son, but I wasn't really like, it wasn't, wasn't how I could bring the most amount of value to the world. The most amount of value I could bring to the world was through the things that I learned, the people that I connected with and the, the, the women that I supported in their businesses. Like I said, that's since shifted. Now that my son's a little bit older, we have a much stronger bond and connection and, and he is my number one, my number one um, value, my second being my business. Mm. So because they're both my highest values, but they're also both very demanding of my time and energy when I get this asked this question around val- uh, around balance I say it's not balance that I need it's boundaries so when I have my son I have very firm boundaries about what I'm willing to do um, to that's going to compromise my time with him and vice versa with my business I've got very firm boundaries around that and who I'm willing to let into my space to um, influence me to be a part of what I'm creating, clients that I bring on board, anything that's going to affect my energy when it comes to my business. So it's not about balance, it's about boundaries, knowing your values and having really firm boundaries around them. Mm, yeah, and I, I might just say in that as well. Like, mm. My thing's time. Like, mm. I don't let people fuck with my time. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and, I, you know, and I know where my time lies all the time. I don't know yeah. if that's just like me trying to be the control freak over thing, but mm-hmm. I know where I've got time everywhere in my week. I yeah. can tell you next week, what, like my spaces and gaps, I'm just like, that's just... Yeah, and people are like, "Hey, because I I'm quite relaxed now compared to I used to be all over the place. Everything need to be go go go." Well, I'm like, yeah. "Now nah, I know where my time is, and even if I do run over in certain spots, I'm like, yeah, I know I can like mm. juggle it and shuffle it.'" Yeah, so you probably got a very high value for like organization <laughs> and 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 um time management. Yeah, that is yeah, it's one of my highest ones. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I was just thinking about that when you're breaking it down. I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." What's one of the most challenging things that you find in business? For yourself? For myself, at the moment, I had a PA earlier this year um, and she was amazing. She was really great. Um, but then when COVID hit, I just didn't really need her anymore because business sort of slowed down. And to be honest, I just took a three-month holiday and it was really great. I don't regret it at all. Um, so I let her go through that time. And at the moment, I'm just now outsourcing to a VA again um and getting someone else on my team but that's definitely probably the biggest challenge that I have currently is the isolation in business like being in business for yourself can be very lonely you know often a lot of people a lot of the clients that I work with I work with mums that run their own businesses and most of them just operate from home so they have a little home office and like if they're operating their home office two three days a week they're stuck in a little room by themselves 
no other adult conversation except for with their customers or clients and it can be very um it can be very isolating and you don't have anyone to bounce ideas off or to to share your challenges or to get feedback on things so I think the most important thing is um who you're in proximity with and I make sure that I'm constantly surrounded by people that are um you know high achievers that are wanting to create something in their life and when I say high achievers I don't necessarily mean people that are really successful in business I just mean people that are wanting to create more in life whether it's you want to be a really fucking good parent or whether it's you want to be a really amazing gardener like just they have something that they're passionate about and they work on their craft every single day they're the sorts of people yeah. that I that I fill my space with and I fill my energy with yeah, those values yeah yeah that we share the same value for growth and development and 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 self um yeah self-development so they're the kinds of people that I that I make sure that I keep around me so if um if anyone can relate to that and you're in business for yourself and um yeah if there's any any piece of advice that I would give you is make sure that you have a structure and a system around your um who you're in proximity with whether it's you you know you go to a meetup once a week or you're part of a networking group or you have a group of business friends and you have a, a Facebook um, messenger chat or whatever it is. Those interactions are so important as well. So I, I call it my high vibe homies. I got my yeah. high vibe homies. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that's just, <laughs> that's cool. that's just like how that. they are. <laughs> yeah, they, they know who they up. are. Um, and yeah, I call them up. We have the mm-hmm. chats and, and that allows creativity as well. Like yeah. a lot of people don't realise like, okay, I, I realise this, you know, having a few different offices over the years um, and <laughs> Like having an, I had an office down in Burley. It was really cool, but I was there by myself. Mm. Like I had other desks and shit there, but I'm like, it was so daunting. Yeah, there's other people there as well, but and then I've been in office spaces where there's other people around. Like, and I'm so creative. Like, mm. and even like back in the day, like working away, like up north, like we had a big office, and there was so many people there, and oh, it was just like you got to have the interactions, like yeah. the people. It allows creativity and flow. I never mm. realized it fully until I. I had an office by myself. I was yeah. like, your environment is just so potent to the results that you get in your life. Like you are, show me the five people you spend all your time with and I'll show you your future. Yeah. Like it's been said for decades and it could not be more true as it was when it was first said, probably a century ago as it is today is show me the five people you spend all your time with and I'll show you your future. So if you're in business for yourself or just doing anything, your environment is going to dictate how you feel, your energy, your creativity, your just everything. So make sure you're around people that lift you up, that believe in you, that support you, that um yeah, that that just want you to want to see you fucking win. <laughs> yeah, and on the back of that as well, uh obviously that was that quote's been around for a long time, but now with technology, mm. we're actually be able to connect with people a lot mm, better and a lot yeah, easier. This goes as well. for, like, so people so utilise it, yeah, yeah. Like now People, oh, you know, the five people I hang around. Yes, you know, personal, you know, being in touch in conference with people is important. But now we've got this technology that's so, like, you can get connected with someone so easily. And, yeah, and you, you can, can like time. binge watch someone's YouTube or Instagram five hours a day, and boom, they're the person that you spend most of your time with. You're influenced by them. Yeah. They might they might not know it, and that's why we get to have, um, we get to be very cautious and aware of what we're putting in our space so a little while ago it's it's actually funny because it really triggered a few of my friends um or like acquaintances rather but I was following about two and a half thousand people on Instagram and I was like why like I was seeing some random shit pop up on my feed and I was like why am I following all these fucking 
people that I don't even know. So I went through and I unfollowed literally, I went from two and a half thousand down to about 300. Mm. It's back up to about nearly 600 now, I think. Um, But I literally got rid of everyone that doesn't like inspire me or that isn't, um, uh, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't inspire me or isn't in my like immediate network that I want to, like my family and my sisters and that sort of thing. And my closest friends, I kept them on there. But like, if you're just someone that I used to work with a couple of years ago and we've just got each other, you're gone. If, you know, we went to school with each other and maybe we were friends in high school, but we haven't talked in five years, you're gone. And that was a really powerful, um, experience for me because I noticed such a shift in like when I would get on the scroll train and and go through that bored scrolling phase I would only see things that were inspiring and quotes and see people doing epic stuff and see like podcast interviews and see like just really cool stuff rather than like someone complaining because they're someone fucking ran into their car or complaining because yeah, they have so to stay back at work shit, blah, blah, blah. yeah so Go through who you're following on on social media and make sure that you're you're filling your space with people that inspire. I, pl- I play this game and I used to drink with people and party. I used to shush your shush your feed, mm. you know, and I used to get a real you, to, you can get a real you should get grab someone's phone and say hey shush your feed, get, get a it. real good glimpse of who they are and what yeah. they like straight yep. away. I used yep, to play yep, it all yep. the time. Like oh shush your feed, don't screw it for go for one. Here you go, have it back. And yeah. like I could nearly talk. I could tell you like it's so easy to pick and play mm. um, because you are what you consume. Yeah. You are what you consume. What content you consume, you will be. Yeah. And it's not to say that you don't like, still love the people that you unfollow, but like I had friends, like old friends and like former clients and stuff reach out and be like, oh, you unfollowed me. What'd you do that for? What did I do wrong? Blah, blah. And I'm like, babe, chill. <laughs> like it's just, I'm just being really cautious of what's in my environment. And, and right now your content isn't inspiring me. It doesn't mean I don't love you any less, but right yeah. now I'm just going to. Like some people don't even use Instagram. I've got people on there that don't use Instagram that are yeah. my friends, um, which is fine. Like I don't freaking hate yous. Um, <laughs> I just, I, you don't post shit. I'm like, bro, like you ain't <laughs> use it. Like why, why do I want to follow you? <laughs> yeah. I want to, I'll get on there because I want to see what people are doing. Yeah. That's not anything offensive towards you. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. There's those awkward conversations where people are like, oh, you, did you block me? Yeah. And I'm like, no, yeah. I didn't even know how to block someone until <laughs> long ago. I'm like, I don't even know how to do that. bro. <laughs> Some people have got a block list like so long. Cause I, this is a t- topic that I talk about so long. I'm like, mm-hmm. why are you blocking everyone for something? Yeah. I'm like, what's yeah. it like? What's it like? It's a fear of like, yeah, the, like, like what are they going to do? Fuck you. I think it's yeah. like a, yeah. Like a fuck you. I oh, know, because I had my ex and his girlfriend blocked for ages. Oh, <laughs> here we They're go. not blocked hey, You're now. one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, there were the only two people on my block list. Okay. They're okay. unblocked now, though. We good now. We good. You're good? Yeah. Cross that bridge? Yeah, we cross that bridge. Not quite at the following each other stage, but we occasionally, like, you know, check. I check on his stories when he's got our son and I see him creeping on my stories when I've got our son. So, okay, yeah. we good. We getting there. It's, yeah, we getting there. Get in there. Go across that <laughs> Baby bridge. Baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I want to know, like, what's some of the shittest times you've had in your life? Let's talk about blooper reels. Blooper reels. Um, Definitely last year, 2019, for sure, was the most transformational year for me. Um, Like, I'll be the first to admit it, from probably March to probably September last year, I was not a very nice person to be around. Like, I was was, was oscillating between, like, depression and anger and um denial and disconnection and just like it was just a 
pot of not nice emotions that I wasn't that I was moving through but didn't know how to deal with properly and healthily and effectively um yeah, pretty much had a um, intervention when I went up and visited my family in September. A family friend of mine sat me down and was like, what are you doing? Like, where's the kind person? And I was like, you know what? You're right. She hasn't really been around, has she? And that sort of was like the like the slap in the face of like, it's like, okay. yeah, it's like someone's okay. like, so when, and when someone like that you're close that knows you pulled your side. Yeah. Like, you're especially like, oh, when fuck. you're like, can't I've hide from it. it now. I'm like. Nah, yeah. I'm like, man, if he's telling me, I'm mm. like, this must be true. Yeah, and it was done with so much love and respect, so I was just like, oh, oh. see, you got lucky. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't come with love and respect. Mm. Well, it wasn't coming from love and respect from um, <laughs> other people, so I was just like fighting back at it. I was like, no, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, the sword up. It was a swing. Yeah, that's like, it. Fuck you. But until it was like, hey, like, what's actually going on with you? Like, I, like, where, where is the the loving, compassionate, kind girl gone. And I was like, ooh, shit. Shit. (laughs) I killed her. She's dead. (laughs) She ain't ever coming back. No, it woke me up real quick, so it was good. It was much needed. It was like, you know, I'd gone through the grieving process. I did a podcast episode, if anyone wants to jump on to my podcast, The Embodied Businesswoman. Um, I did a podcast with Lisa Potter, the death doula, a couple of months ago about grief and about how grieving something doesn't have to mean that they died like you grieve more than just death you grieve the death of an identity you can grieve the death of a life that you imagined for yourself you can grieve the death of a um an opportunity that you thought you were gonna get um there's so many different ways in which we grieve and when we can understand our own grieving process and recognize it we can have a lot more compassion for ourselves and the reason why i was probably not a very nice person to be around in 2019 or for most of 2019 was because the earlier part sorry um was because I just didn't understand what I was experiencing. I didn't realise that I was going through grief and it wasn't until I went to Woodford. I go to Woodford every year, except I won't be going this year. They cancelled it. So sad. (laughs) But um, last year at Woodford, I was listening to a talk on grief and I was like, holy fuck. I don't know why I was drawn to that particular tent on that particular day at that time, but I was there and I was listening. It was divine. And um, he was talking about grief and I was like, holy fuck. Like, I feel like you're just... describing to me what I lived um like I was through the other end of it by this point but it just gave me insight as to like oh okay that's what it was that's why it was so difficult to shift that's why I couldn't express what was going on for me because I didn't actually understand it and so Mm. that empowered me to understand a little bit more so my grief podcast is Um, and I'll put the links to your podcast and everything in the description as well so everyone can go and find you and we're going to lead into that as well Mm -hmm. um How's podcasting been for you? Oh, so much fun. I love it. Just having powerful conversations with amazing humans. It's mm. like, wow, yeah, I do that all day, every day. Yeah, that's no, good, hey. It's, <laughs> it's good so fun. good, yeah. I, um, because we're getting close to the, the last bit, I've got the last couple of questions that I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. And it is, you get one wish, right? Mm-hmm. I imagine I'm a genie. I kind of okay. am a genie. Okay, genie. Yeah. Bang, one wish. What would it be? If one, one wish to change anything in the world, what could you change? Mm, do we want to go down that path? Um, yeah, let's fucking go down that path. There was one wish, I would say, end the human trafficking. Shut up. That would be it. That would be the only wish that I would have. That and a... No, 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 and a, and a that, you Just one? Two. You can have two. Okay. I'll well, originally I was going to say, there's nothing I want to change about my life, so you can just give me a... 
give me a bigger ass and I'll be happy with that. You want a big ass? <laughs> you want a big ass? <laughs> Not a big one, just we slightly bigger. We can get bigger. into this topic too because this is a topic I want to I want to know. I've had this conversation <laughs> two days ago. So the one wish, mm-hmm. round it up, yes, you would like to stop the children trafficking? Yep, child trafficking and that shit. Okay, done, definitely. That's a really good yep. one. Um, and then I'm going to ask you... And then we're going to talk about the ass thing. <laughs> That's a topic <laughs> I want to talk about too now that you brought that up. He doesn't want to talk about ass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's say, what's some piece of advice? What's your golden, what's your tip? Golden, golden advice. Like what's some advice? What's your hot tip for someone? Don't underestimate the power of patience. Like anything in life, whether it's healing, whether it's growth, whether it's um, – moving through something whether it's developing a deep relationship whether it's connecting more with yourself like whatever it is do not understand do not underestimate the power of just being patient with that and not expecting things to happen overnight bang yeah tomorrow's hot tip hot tip for you you, hot tip um okay (laughs) let's talk booties because (laughs) this is a topic that i've been talking about the last couple of days yeah and I asked, I can't remember who I was talking, I think this is a topic, I've only had this topic conversation twice. Mm-hmm. Are fake booties a letdown? Like, I, I've, I've never touched one, because now everyone's getting fake booties and stuff. Uh, I didn't know that, thank you for enlightening me, enlightening me on that. No, no, no this is this shit's for real. Because I've been at the gym heaps of times. Yeah, no. You know, and I, I want to work hard for that shit. Like do that. Don't don't do this other. Yeah. Thing. For me, I come and ask. I look at most girls' booties. I'm, I'm, I'll just put it out there. I'm sorry, um, and I'm not sorry actually. Not <laughs> don't be sorry. And I've seen and I've seen a couple of women around, and they like you know I haven't seen them for like maybe a week or two or whatever. And they come back and they've got this like big ass. I'm like, that's not real. Yeah. I'm like you brought that. <laughs> I'm like that's not real. Dang. But like, I don't know any guys that have partners that have got one. I don't know anyone that has one. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't, can't give I wanna, you the I want to have this one. conversation. If someone's nah. out there and they know this topic, please let, get in touch with me. I want to talk about <laughs> this because, like, I'm curious. I'm like, is it a letdown? Does it feel the same? I like, don't know. what is it? like? Go ask one of the girls at the gym. They're like, can I just cop a feel for a quick sec? <laughs> See what she says? No, I've got it because i got a fitness industry background. Um, owned two gyms in the past. When I owned the gyms, I was a little cardio bunny, like doing hit yeah. workouts and, and um, that sort of thing. So I had like no muscle definition. And then I decided to compete in WBFF in a bodybuilding competition. I did that in May in 2019. And in the six months leading up to that was the first time in my life I'd ever really focused on strength training only. Um, so between like in that first six months, yeah, I built some muscle definition, but it was nothing crazy. But then after my competition for the rest of 2019, so from May until now, May, 2019 until now, which we're now in August, 2020, um, I've been, um, yeah, doing lots of strength training, eating a lot more food. I'm probably about eight kilos heavier than what I sat at normally before I competed the first time, but it's all muscle, baby. Yeah, all muscle. All in my legs and, and my, my booty. So That's it. If, Build if that you booty looked up. at photos, like, in comparison, like, two years ago to now, I'm like, I had, like, pancake butt. Like, it was... Yeah, did you have pancake booty? Pancake yeah. booty. You know what's yeah, the most... I never lifted a weight, but now, like, I can hip thrust 200 kilos in my hips, Oh, which you is go, girl. Pretty fucking... Do you make eye contact when you hip thrust? <laughs> I've been talking to people, they're all, like, teach me how to tip thrust. I'm like... Eye contact when you do it. <laughs> and you got to put your tongue out. <laughs> do you do that? I love that. 
I will do that next time I go to the gym. Catch yeah, a guy no, creeping. Catch a guy creeping. One time I had a real creepy guy come up to me and be like, oh, it's so it wasn't hard me, was it? do that. No, <laughs> no. no, it wasn't you. And I was like, mate, fuck off. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep that in mind next time I'm hip thrusting. Make eye I, contact. If I feel and any And then creepers. if you're a pro, you put the tongue out. Like when you go. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good effort. Good effort. 200's good. I've been doing hip thrusts lately. Yeah. But I feel just like really girls are just going crazy with the booties now like i remember mm. like a booty you know seeing a good booty was just like you know it was kind of like it was very um, a rare commodity yeah <laughs> now oh my god everywhere i love it because girls are seeing that they're not they don't have to be scared of the weights room like i love being in the powerlifting room at the gym that i go to and like i'll be deadlifting 100 kilos and there'll be a chick next to me who's you know lunging with 60 kilos on her back and then a girl behind me hip thrusting with 100 kilos and then there's like one guy over in the corner and he's like military pressing like 60 kilos i'm like Boy, you outnumbered. Yeah, you're getting, getting out done. <laughs> yeah, getting I love done. it. <laughs> no, I'll go out there and out squat some girls too. No, <laughs> no I go in there. I don't actually go hard out like that. I'm more of a like, I like cardio shit. Nah, I like the weights. I, I like, because it's a mental game for me. Mm. I'm like, you want to stay in here? You want to stay in here? Like the other day, Monday, actually Tuesday, <laughs> I rode a long time. I rode for like 40K. And I yeah, um, that's a that's, hard no. For I don't me. do the ca- <laughs> it's not for the actual cl- the distance. It's the game in my head. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. 20, yeah. 20 and I'm like, oh no no, we'll, we'll go forty. Yeah, that's, all, that's the only game, bit yeah, that I sure. like. I like yeah. that bit. I don't yeah. actually don't like it, but I like it. It's a love yeah, thing. Yeah, I get you. Like, I feel oh, you. Fuck, we're gonna do this. Like, have that little <laughs> argument with my mind. That's why I like the ice bath because mm. I gotta have a, an argument with myself. Mm, um, it's a mental conditioning and that's like the mindset of anything of business of exercise of anything anything is 80 percent mindset yeah i love that mm. but anyway we'll we'll leave that there um awesome thank you very much for coming on the show. <laughs> thank appreciate you it. it was a fun little chat yeah well, it was a good <laughs> chat and uh appreciate your time if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast on uh instagram Facebook, wherever it is, leave us some love. Uh, Spotify, rate us, review us. And if you're on that lovely YouTube, hit that subscribe button, baby. Uh, We love you. (laughs) We appreciate you guys tomorrow. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you in the next one. Peace. I'm Mr. Hecker. And if you don't know, now you know that is our show for today. I appreciate your love, your support. Please have a beautiful, lovely day. If you could, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube that would be much appreciated. Until then, peace and love, and I'll see you on the next one.